listening to the Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for joining us. You may have heard about Idlewild, the resort community up north, often called Michigan's Black Eden. But did you know that there are smaller communities throughout the state that were also founded as places where black professionals could live and or vacation away from the state's urban centers? One of those places is the Brighton Gardens Lake Colony just outside of Brighton. It's just less than an hour away from here in Detroit. Today, like many of these communities, Brighton Gardens is in danger of fading away and being lost from memory. My next two guests have written a book in an attempt to help keep it alive and make sure it's not forgotten. Marion L. Cornett is the author of Mr. Smith's Forgotten Community, which looks at the history and current threats to the Brighton Gardens Lake Colony. Uh, Marion, welcome to Detroit Today. Well, thank you for having me. Yes. And Andre Watson is the publisher of Mr. Smith's Forgotten Community. He is a wealth advisor at Watson Financial Group. Andre, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Stephen. Yeah. So we were talking earlier this hour about who gets to tell stories of our own stories, who gets to tell stories of groups that they maybe are not part of. Marion, you are a white woman who wrote this book about a black community. I would love to have both of you talk about the conversations you had about that fact when you started putting this book together. Marion, I'll start with you. Okay, thank you. Well, I learned about Brighton Gardens about seven, eight months ago. I was not aware of it. Uh, I was asked to write the book, but it took me about a month to really do some research and figure out if I was the person to write it. When I decided that I could do some justice to the research, I felt very grateful to be asked to do this project and do the research and give, hopefully, my unbiased look at a community I was totally unaware of. And like you said, I am a white woman, Mm -hmm. so my culture is completely different. Uh, I'm Polish, and uh, I finally decided... I might be able to give do this justice. Um, Mike Arnold and Andre Watson are very good to me, and they gave me feedback at some point, Mike in particular. So I knew I was headed in the right direction, mm. and I hopefully could do it justice. Mm. Uh, Andre, uh, why did you feel like this was a story that needed to be told, and why did you think Marion was the right person to do it? Well, first of all, I thought the uh, the story was just beautiful. So I, I moved up to Brighton 13 years or so ago, and uh, every time we would have a local meeting or association meeting, I would hear these great stories, mm. and I noticed that the population was, you know, they're, they're seniors. So that, you know, I said, we have to get these stories out. Mike Arnold picked up the mantle and he ran hard with it. And uh, and we came to realize how many heroes were actually living around us, like practical heroes. Amazing. And so that's what compelled us to gather the information. Then we were confronted with, well, how do you get this you know, information in a book so at least it could be um, preserved? And then Mike, you know, went out there. We tried to you know, find someone to write the book. And we, we were going to make sure that the stories were told and nuanced properly for the community that they were reflecting. And I'm thankful that Marion was available, but by no means would we have allowed the, you know, the special offerings and the unique details that are, are specially intimate to those who live there mm-hmm. not to be captured. 
So we should talk about Bernie W. Smith, who is the founder of Brighton Gardens, who he was and why he decided to build this community and what it became for African-Americans. Marion, who was Bernie Smith? He was a Wayne County employee. He was also a caller at uh, high society parties and soirees for people like the Fords and the Hudsons. He would do this on the weekend. That was the only time he would ever put his tuxedo on. (laughs) Uh, He wanted to find what he called the promised land. And he went in search of that, heard about some land up uh, around Brighton, took him three hours to drive it, changed tires a couple times. This was in 1919. Found that property that was an old farm that was no longer being farmed and found a way to buy it, um, possibly through a third party. You know, there's some history that we never could quite determine, but we can do some supposing. Mm -hmm. And he went back to Detroit after it was platted and looked for professionals. He found doctors, dentists, journeymen, educators, business owners, uh, the fellow that started uh, what now is WJZZ. At the time, it was WCHB. He went looking for people to come use it on weekends, live there part-time, live there full-time, and many chose to live full-time right away. Uh, the uh, Depression obviously put a kink in his plans, but after things started moving again, a lot of people bought two, three, four lots because the lots were so small that it would be hard to put much of a cottage on it. So his whole thought was maybe something patterned after Idlewild, because that was created about 10 years prior to Bernie Smith purchasing this land. Mm. He was looking for a place where people could go, feel comfortable. He even created a pavilion that later years became his house. He retired there. The pavilion was for music, get-togethers, playing cards, great conversation, however anybody wanted to use it. So that was his promised land, as he said many times and showed up in many articles about him. Hmm. Uh, Andre, talk about Brighton today. I mean, there's people who jokingly refer to it as whiten. Uh, were, were significant numbers of white people always right next door to this uh, this, this community? How does this black community end up in, in that part of the state? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah there, there is still about, I think, about 50% African-American uh, up in that specific area. But unfortunately, and that's one of the basis of us doing the book as well, is to bring attention to these communities and to try to stimulate younger people, you know, don't just ignore the uh, the cottages up in Idawau or the, the homes up in Brighton, engage it. You know, we have to preserve some level of our history. And my, the biggest threat, well, and Stephen, to answer your question, the community is still intact for those of us who still have property there mm-hmm. that way. But we need the engagement of living. We need others to discover it. It's really a magical place. And I encourage them to do the same with communities like Idlewild. It's, it's critical that we come on up, engage, um, preserve some part of the history, and not just go through this continual um, loss, hmm. you know, of community, because I think ultimately that will become one of our greatest threats. And not to mention, there's a lot of history that will be lost when those communities are, are lost as well. Yeah. 
Um, Marion, we've got about a minute and a half left, but I but I want you to talk about how this sort of fits into this larger narrative about black communities in places away from 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 urban centers. A lot of people don't really realize that that happens or that it happens to the extent that it does. Well, and I certainly was one of them. Mm. Uh, We moved to Livingston County in uh, 1998. I grew up in Lansing. Uh, It was a halfway point between stepchildren and my husband's work. Uh, But I did not know about this community. I always heard about Idlewild. I was astounded when I heard about it because Livingston is less than 1% black African Americans. Mm -hmm. And I... I was enthralled by it almost immediately. Uh, the next day after I found out about it, my husband and I drove through there, and it was like going up north. You get off the, the main road, the two streets that go into it, and you immediately take a sigh of relief because it is quiet, it's peaceful, it's everything that Bernie Smith wanted to do, I'm pretty sure. Um, you're question, though, I'm afraid I forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> it's about these, these communities and sort of how, how, they, how they are much more, uh, they're much larger in number than I think people think they are. Well, I think they are. Uh, I heard about a couple as I was doing my research. There used to be the Great Lakes Country Club up in Holly. I don't think it exists anymore. I believe there might be something down um, southwest Michigan couldn't find any information on it. Um, the question would be, do they not want to be uh, well-known mm-hmm. so that they can have their community? But at the same time, we need to connect. Andre had a great idea about connecting all of the communities hmm. together so that there's uh, happiness in uh you know, in bigger numbers. Right, right. Okay, Marion Cornett and Andre Watson, responsible for Mr. Smith's Forgotten Community. Thanks very much for being here on Detroit Today. Thank you. Thank thank you so much. It's going to do it for me this week. I'll be back on Monday when we recap the biggest night in show business, the Oscars. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's NPR station, your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk more tomorrow. The Oscars, from the beginning, were Hollywood's way of not just honoring excellence, but of cashing in while nominees are still in theaters. Television, that's where movies go when they die. But in an age of streaming, has that equation changed? We look at the ever-evolving Oscar bounce this afternoon on All Things Considered from NPR News. Weekday afternoons at 4 here on 1019 WDET. WDET and the Detroit Film Theater present a new series of music documentary movie nights. I'm Nick Austin, host of WDET's Soul Saturday. Join me on Wednesday, February 19th for Miss Sharon Jones, a compelling film that follows the incomparable Sharon Jones and the Dab Kings through the singer's cancer treatment and triumphant return to the stage in 2014. Tickets benefit WDET. Get yours at WDET.org events.